0: Hello, welcome to another episode of LTE, the podcast brought to you by the RG Opinion page. I'm your host, Brendan O'Meara. How's it going? Thanks for listening. I mean it. I mean that. There are some hosts who say thanks for listening as if they just take it for granted and they're saying it perfunctorily. Not me, man. Thank you. In any case, you can finally subscribe to this show on its own RSS feed via Spotify and Google Podcasts. So check that out. Just look for LTE. You can Google my name too. So LTE, Brandon O'Mara, Registered Guard, Apple Podcasts are taking their sweet time. But that RSS feed is coming down the line. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Follow the show. And the opinion page on Instagram, at RegisterGuard, underscore opinion. If you want to submit a letter to the editor, of course, send 200 words or less to rgletters at RegisterGuard.com. Guest views get emailed to me. Aim for 700 words. Excuse me. Okay. Well, why are you tuning in today? We've got Matthew Dennis. Matthew Dennis, yes. On the Skype lines today, he's the features writer responsible for Cafe Five Four One. In this episode, we talk about how he's doing his work amidst these COVIDian times, what he's drawn to, what lights him up, and what he's working on. I think you'll really dig what he's got to say. So here's my conversation with Matt Dennis. Reporters are... Reporters are typically boots on the ground, out in, out in the public, out in the community, doing that kind of reporting, talking to people face-to-face from within a six-foot radius. Now, of right. course, we're all isolated. So how has that affected how you go about your work?
1: Well, you know, in one way, it's changed how I do all of my work. But in another way, I do it just the same. And I'm sure just like for everybody, it was... Took some major adjustment the very first day. It was it was that same question. It's like, oh man, how am I going to do my job now? I can't go out and see these people. I can't go and connect. I can't go and take photographs. I can't go and get a sense of the scene. Um, but you transition and everything. You know, everyone's at home right now, so everyone's available via phone, via text, via, via email. Um, so the connections are almost easier. Um, you're just doing it virtually. You're doing it over the phone, and there's certainly something that's taken away, but. You adjust to it, and you make that known sort of in your article, you know? I mean, everybody knows that we are just in our homes right now. So, you know, the adjustment was tough, but job remains the same. We go out and report, and right now that's just over the phone and over the computer.
0: Yeah, in particular to your beat as a feature writer and covering arts and culture, the people you cover are exhibitionists by nature, social social mm-hmm. creatures doing concerts uh, all sorts of stuff that typically is a very it's very public driven so how is that how has your your beat changed in a sense the last few weeks and how have the people you cover how have they been uh, rolling with these punches
1: That's a good question and you know, first of all, of course, my heart goes out to them. The arts and culture industry, like you said, it's exhibition, it's shows, it's uh, stage plays, it's um, art openings, and all of it is in person. And, of course, that's just been essentially taken away. So at first you get you get this news and you look at everybody who you cover and you're like, man, I hope they're able to survive. Um, but... What's interesting about this, and there's two sides to everything, and the arts and culture industry, every single person I've heard from, you know, this is how they roll. They have to be flexible in order to exist as professionals, as artists. This is obviously a completely unique situation, but they've dealt with stuff before. So it's been really impressive over the last two or three weeks hearing both their disappointment and then them saying, you know what, we're just going to stand up and They've gone and put stuff, stuff virtually online. You look all over Facebook, Instagram, their websites. Um, there's shows everywhere. There's music. There's art. It's just all on online right now. But it's been an instantaneous change for them. And and then all of my articles sort of reflect what they're doing, just like uh, during normal times.
0: Yeah, you know, what you're you're alluding to it right now. But what what would you say, or how illustrative? Uh, has this uh, cultural moment been in terms of showing the resiliency of the the people you deal with and the, and the people you cover, and I guess just the resilience of the community in general?
1: Yeah. I mean, people are scared, but at the same time, this is like their heart and their passion, and that's what makes it so enjoyable for me to cover, and you can hear it from these people. They're like, you know, we just took a huge, huge blow, but we're gonna keep doing this, and they're doing it in part to generate what revenue, but they're generating a fraction of the income that they had before. They just have to hope they can still exist. Most of it is, um, and it sounds corny saying this, but most of it is for their, their passion, and because this is how they live their lives, and how they want to express themselves is through their art, so they continue doing that, because that's who they are, basically.
0: And for your personal taste, as as a reporter, what are you most drawn to uh, in your overarching beat? If what what sub genre of the things you cover really speaks to you?
1: Um, that's a good question, and I guess I've found myself more informed, I guess, about visual art and sort of that visual expression, visual and tactile art, anything that's sculpture or paintings on a wall, um, and that's I've just, I guess, nat- naturally been attracted to it. But I've been on this beat now for over a year, and it's been a great education, and it's been great getting to know artists of all kinds. You know, I, I was never into ballet growing up just because I was never exposed to it. It's fascinating. Listening to the work that these people put in and how they try to, again, just express themselves.
0: Ballet, I've never been a dancer or anything. I've seen ballet a couple times. My wife used to dance when she was younger. I am driven and particularly attracted to obsessives of any kind, you know, people with singular vision. And and that discipline of performance art, to me, I just find completely enthralling on the sheer physicality of it. The only thing that, like, kind of compares to, uh, compares uh, in any way to me, actually, oddly enough, is, like, thoroughbred horse jockeys, the, yeah. the power in those little bodies. And I don't know, is, <laughs> is that something that, like, as, that has kind of a light bulb kind of turned on as you started watching how they perform and how they go about the work?
1: Sure. Absolutely. Because similar to thoroughbred, I mean, you watch it and there's such a grace to it and it looks easy. And you look deeper into it and you see basically just how they destroy their bodies. I mean, they're putting their whole weight on their toes. They have to balance themselves. They're engaging all of their muscles in their body. I mean, it is it is intense. It's exactly uh, the best way to describe it.
0: And it's amazing what's impressed me so much about the, the amount of Of content that you guys are responsible for on a week-to-week basis, so maybe you can give us a sense of, you know, what is that that grind like to get that content together to put it together for every every Thursday for for our readers. (laughs)
1: Um, Well, it's on Thursday and Sunday now. We split it up for our readers so it wouldn't just appear on one day. So Thursday is essentially entertainment, uh, music, Matt's picks, and then Sunday is your arts section, which will have visual arts um, theater, uh, that kind of stuff. So it's a load and it's a grind. Um, but I'm appreciative to be able to do it, to do it. Um, I was thinking about this interview a little bit earlier today as, as I was doing my work and it's just like, yeah, you know, I've got this huge budget. We're planning out three or four weeks. I've probably got 20 or 25 stories I'm thinking about, you know, and I've got like seven to nine stories I'm writing and it's a huge load, but I love doing it and I don't know, I feel lucky doing it and managing it. it, I guess, is similar to any other job that you love and you're good at. It's it's a pain in the butt, but um, but you handle it because you want it to be handled, you know?
0: And how do you go about curating and generating ideas? You just said you had 25, you know, ideas and, you know, nine stories sort of that you're working on, actively working on, you know, that's just so much work. So how are you curating those ideas and then going about pursuing them? And then, of course, executing them?
1: Uh, Email. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Most of my ideas... Um, when I get press releases, that's when I know something is going on, and I can try to fit it into our budget. Um, you know, my editor Alison Bath probably is annoyed as heck by it, but she also appreciates it. I mean, I'm looking at our budget right now, and I have Matt's picks, which encompasses everything. You have two uh, music articles, you have two performance articles, you have two arts articles every single week. You have a cover article. Um, so you try to put your arms around all of it. So email, Facebook, Instagram, any kind of social media, that's how we know what's going on. So that's the very tip of it. And that's, I guess, what people out there should know is the only way for me to organize this stuff is just to keep it on our budget, keep a calendar of it, um, and constantly check those sources.
0: And as you know from the other podcast I host, uh, I often ask uh, writers and filmmakers and reporters you know, where they feel most alive or most engaged in the work. And mm-hmm. I wonder, I'd extend that to you. Like, where do you feel most alive and engaged in 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 the work you do?
1: Um, that's a that's an excellent question, actually. And I'm not sure I'm answering it the way you asked it, but I'll use this as a jumping off point too for what's coming up in Cafe Five Four One um, yesterday evening, and then today. I had some really good conversations. And I think I feel most engaged in the work when I'm talking to people after, again, I've put something in the budget. I've scheduled an interview, made sure we could sit down and talk that very moment when you're talking to someone and listening to what their project is or whatever they're working on. That's the great part, because, again, you can hear uh, their engagement and how it brings them alive just in their voice as I'm doing this stuff over the phone now and then in person, if you can see it in their face. Uh, So hearing about something Like you said earlier, uh, you're interested in people who are kind of obsessed about their stuff. I I feel the same way, too, because I'm kind of the complete opposite. Like, I'm just interested in everything. And being able to sit down and talk with someone um, is fascinating because you can see it light them up and it lights yourself up, you know?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, Matt, this is this is great to get uh, introduce you in terms of the the person behind the the great work you do uh, on the podcast here. I hope this is the first of many conversations we'll be able to have as as you churn out more and more great features for Cafe Five Four One. So, uh, uh, lastly, where can people uh, maybe like follow you on social media and also you know go go and read your work so you and get more familiar with it.
1: Um. On Instagram, we have the Register Guard Instagram, and I'll post three to five Instagram posts on Cafe underscore 541. That's the name of our section. Um, RegisterGuard.com, of course, you can find our articles under Cafe 541. Facebook, um, the Register Guard will pu- publish all of our articles kind of leading up to their publication. So, starting Tuesday or Wednesday, and then through Saturday all of the articles that'll be in cafe five, four, one for that week. will also be living online. And then, uh, two things that are coming up. Uh, let's see. Yeah. This Thursday, there's a great music article with miles Alberts who plays in soul vibrator and in doink, uh, two bands in town. He has five great uh, picks for music to listen to. And I've been listening to all, all to them all day cause miles has good taste. So make sure you check that on, out on Thursday and then a week from Sunday, This is not for sure, but pretty for sure now. Uh, We're going to do a pretty cool feature. I won't even say who it it is, but we're going to do a cover story on a local comic book artist and a documentary being made by him. Um, So if that story comes through, it's going to be great. There's going to be lots of cool comic book art and uh, lots of good insight into
0: Like I said earlier at the top of the show, thank you very much for listening. This show is produced by me, Brendan O'Meara. You can follow the show at RegisterGuard underscore Opinion on Instagram. Music is brought to you by the Wistia Free Public Library. All in all, thanks again for listening. We'll try to do this again a week from now. Take care, stay safe, and we'll be in touch.